You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Ah, Leslie, you know, there's nothing more relaxing than a nice warm bath. Yeah, but who has the time? We've gone from a nation of bathers to a shower society, and plumbing fixture designers are helping you turn your shower into a spa-like massage. Read Turn Your Boring Bath into a Power Shower when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call that number for the answer to your home improvement question, the solution to your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are standing by to help you tackle all those chores that you'd like to get done around your house this day, tomorrow, the next day. You want to plan for some future improvements? Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. You feel like you've made some mistakes? We've made every mistake in the book. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here to tell you how not to do what we do. So call us right now, 1-888-666-3974. Log on to our website to look up lots of good home improvement projects at moneypit.com. Well, if you listen to us regularly, you know that you can get sick in your own home just by breathing air contaminated with potentially deadly mold spores. Yeah, and as a homeowner, if this is happening in your own space, you can easily address this problem. But what if it's in your office or in your school and that's causing a problem, causing you to have chronic cold symptoms and even asthma? So this hour, we're going to have mold expert and author Jeff May, who's going to give us some advice on how to keep your home safe. Also this hour, a great do-it-yourself project just got a lot easier, and you could win everything you need to make it happen. We're giving away a Quick Clips Crown Molding Kit worth 250 bucks. Now, Leslie, I, I'm sure you've put on crown molding, and you know how incredibly difficult it oh is. Oh, my gosh. Upside down, like, oh. facing you, opposite angle. Right, but I mean, it's a nice project. It really changes the look of the room, but it's just really hard carpentry to do. These guys have figured out a way to make it real easy, and they've given us a kit worth 250 bucks, which should be enough crown molding to do any nice room in your house, your dining room, your living room, whatever. We're going to give this kit away to one caller this hour. To qualify, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask that question. And if we pick you from today's callers, you could be on your way to creating a professional-looking finish in any new room. So, Leslie, let's get right to the phones. 888-666-3974. Who's first? Jack in Florida finds the money pit on WCOA, and you have a deck situation. What's happening? My deck is sick. Your deck is sick. (laughs) Your deck is sick. Is it coughing, allergies? (laughs) I uh, walk out uh, on my deck, and it's like uh, walking uh, across the uh, rocky... uh, uh, mountain range or something like that. I've got loose ends sticking up. Um, there's um, uneven. Uh, they're, they're, the 
boards are uneven. The uh, the top of the deck is um, slanted, um, and generally it just looks like a very uh, uh, haphazard piece together. Um, Something that, that I would build, as a matter of <laughs> Okay. Now, did it always look like this, or has it just grown to look like this over time? Since we bought the house, it just got worse every year. Well, Jack, you might be a candidate for a total deck makeover. It's possible if the understructure of this deck is in solid condition that what you could do is remove the railing and the decking boards itself and then replace just those parts with composites like treks or something of that nature or, or veranda decking, which is at the Home Depot. Um, and, and this way you're preserving the structure. As long as the structure is intact, and by that I mean, you know, it's, it's first of all, it would be pressure-treated lumber, it would be securely attached to the building and well-supported, then what you could do is use that structure but just replace the surfaces that you're touching and, and, and walking on and get a very, very nice finish that way. To try to refinish the deck that's this deteriorated, sure, you could repair the rotted boards, you could flip them over, you know, you could power wash the deck and try to, um, you know, put some new finish on it or something like that. But if it's that deteriorated, it, you might be a candidate for a deck makeover. Well, and also the, the composite decking materials, number one, they look fantastic, but number two, they're so strong and durable. My husband and I were in the Cayman Islands a few years ago and Hurricane Charlie came through and there were two decks. One was at our hotel, one was at the hotel next door. And our hotel had a traditional wood deck. It was gorgeous. The one next door had a composite deck, woke up the next day in complete disarray of the hurricane. The wood deck, gone. The composite one, standing there, beautiful people were standing on it, admiring it. So in your neck of the woods, you might think about that anyway. Okay, Jack? Yeah, uh, that's what is, um, now is the trick uh, or the composite, would, how does that, or, let's see, I think you said tracks or, or, um, or veranda. Mm-hmm. Veranda, yeah, decking, I can get it at Home Depot. Yes. At the Home Depot, sometimes you can only find the gray color, which actually ages quite pretty. It stays a really nice gray, but it also comes in a variety of ones that look like exotic woods in different colors, and that can either be special ordered or you might be able to find a distributor in your area online. How's that cost going to be uh, when I compare it to just uh, pressurized wood? It's going to be more, but the the uh, the advantage here is that you're not going to be replacing it. You're not going to be maintaining it. It'll be yeah. about fifty percent more expensive. There's no than painting it, resanding it, restaining it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Once it's, it's done, it's it. done. And remember, you don't replace the structural parts of it; just the surfaces with that. Uh huh. And you don't have to worry about splinters anymore. That's that's that was the biggest thing because I, I I really get to the point where I'm I'm afraid to walk out there because of actually getting splinters in my yeah. feet. I think pressure. I think the pressure-treated lumber has seen better days, and and definitely the composites are the way to go. Okay, Jack. Well, thank you very much for your. Uh... You're welcome. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us right now with your home improvement question. All right, our next caller downloads the Money Pit on her podcast to her iPod. And if you're not a Money Pit subscriber or a listener on your podcast, you can do so by sync and go at moneypit.com, like Jeanette does in Pennsylvania. What can we do for you? Hi, yes. I'm, I have a question. I currently switched from oil to gas heat, and when I got the gas put in, they told me that the oil company would just come out and pump out the oil, oil for me. Okay. However, they I called several oil companies, and nobody will pump out the oil for me. So now I have oil just sitting in my basement, and I'm hoping to try and figure out how to get rid of it. So the oil tank is in the basement? Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Well, I understand what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to call a tank remediation company. There are companies out there that specialize in removing oil tanks and Uh that that service includes uh, removing, you know, pulling the old oil out of the tank. And then of course, in your case, cutting that tank apart, getting it out of your house. The oil dealers themselves really can't take the oil back because it would be technically contaminated and probably illegal for them to do that. So the oil dealers is not the right contractor to call. You want to call an oil tank remediation contractor. And there's lots of those guys around, and they work generally with with abandoned underground storage tanks. But in your case, they clearly could uh, remove the oil from an existing tank. Okay, great. Thanks. That really helps. You're welcome, Jeanette. And thanks for downloading the podcast at moneypit.com, 888-666-3974. Leah in California is up next from Santa Rosa, and you're looking for a vacuum recommendation. What are you trying to clean? What am I trying to clean? Yeah, everything. Yeah, Yeah, my floors, my upholstery. Um, And I went to my... my, the guy that fixes my vacuum, which is broken twice now, and he, I asked him what to look for so I could get a good vacuum, and he said it didn't really matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he said it doesn't really matter. I said, well, what about the horsepower, or should I get one with a bag or without a bag, and, you know, all this stuff. And he said, you know, I said, what's the best suction? And he said, well, it doesn't really matter. Horsepower just means it's going to have a little more power. He's just upset because you're going to buy a better vacuum and you and won't need him anymore. Him. <laughs> I won't need him, yeah. There's a new vacuum that we're using in the studio now, which we really like. It's called Vax, V-A-X. And it's nice because it has a retractable cord. It's got an integrated hand wand, uh, like a wand handle, so you don't have to have an extra part around. And it's got a dirt cup, so it's very easy to empty. And it's a lot stronger than some of the comparable vacuums. So that's just one that's brand new that we've had some good luck with. Their website is Vax usa.com vaxusa.com yeah and i prefer the bagless ones only because it's really easy to empty quite quickly also sometimes you have a really hard time finding the replacement bags and if you don't have the exact right one it's not going to work and also you want to think about hepa filters and that makes sure that as you're vacuuming up the dust the air that's coming back out of the vacuum is not recirculating any of that dust back into the air but it's really important on my vacuum i didn't realize every six months i'm supposed to pop that filter out and clean it out and i probably had the vacuum about a year and one day it just wasn't working anymore so i started futzing with it and taking it apart and as soon as i rinsed out that filter and let it dry and that's as easy you just wash it out in the sink and dry it out and it works fantastic again so always look for a hepa filter it's very helpful okay so because you can use it over and over Mm -hmm. exactly same one it's like a sponge things I was told that, you know, not to get a bag list because the filters break and then you ha- it's really expensive to replace. It's just about making sure they're clean. But Leah, don't forget to send your poor vacuum cleaner repairman. It will now be lonely. A, a card maybe at the holidays, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Leah, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. So Leslie, I know that, uh, that you have a home office and you know, of course, that I have a home office. The one challenge I have, especially in my house with a big house full of kids, is dealing with the noise when you're trying to get something done. It, there's there's a certain level of sort of interior noise pollution that anybody that works at home <laughs> has to constantly deal with. Yeah, and overcome to make sure you get everything done successfully and on time. So if you want some tips on how to control your home noise pollution, we'll tell you next. 888 Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you... You'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. 
Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. This spring, the wet look is in. For outdoor surfaces, that is. New Bear Wet Look Sealer gives surfaces a high-gloss, wet-look finish and protects against moisture, stains, and automotive chemicals. It can be used on interior or exterior pavers, concrete, unglazed tiles, brick, aggregate, natural stone, masonry, and stucco. Find it at the Home Depot or visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to stains and finishes, Father's Day is right around the corner, and and tools, gadgets, and gift cards are at the top of Dad's wish list. According to a recent survey from a leading retailer, home improvement expert Tom Kreitler says that no matter what type of dad, there's a tool or new gadget out there for him. Dads love their toys, whether a gadget guru or the man who has everything. The dad is impressed by the latest and greatest in tools and design. The Dremel Stylus Cordless Rotary Tool is a fun addition to any toolkit. It's multi-purpose, and the ergonomic design makes this one of the best-looking and handiest tools for your home. And to help dad relax from a rough day at work, Moen's new 7-inch rain shower with self-pressurizing Invigo rain spray. It's available at retailers nationwide, and it can provide pampering and relaxation. The shower head is easy to install and offers Dad an invigorating shower experience. No matter what you get Dad this Father's Day, make sure it comes from the heart and sealed with a hug. I'm Lee Shepard. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is MoneyPit.com. Your source for great do-it-yourself or direct-it-yourself information. Well, home architecture is definitely a reflection of how busy we are, and that's good. But with the more rooms in the house for more activities, noise has definitely become an issue, especially if you're working at home. Because today's houses just aren't designed to muffle sound. But you can do something about that. Yeah, one thing that you can do is during the construction phase of your home or if you're doing a remodel, you can use bat or blanket insulation between the studs or joists, and that'll help muffle the sound. And that's including uh, interior walls, which you would not be doing it for an insulation purpose, but for a sound purpose. Yeah, and it probably helps a great deal. And if you're thinking about doing any sort of renovation work, definitely add it, especially if you're facing those issues. And major insulation manufacturers make thick fiberglass or rock wool bats, and they're specifically made for this purpose. And consider replacing core doors. One of the best ways to minimize room-to-room noise is to install solid doors. It makes a huge difference, and they look great. 
Great tip. And if you want to make your room look really great, call us right now because we're giving away a Quick Clips crown molding kit. It's worth 250 bucks. This helps you put up crown molding in a snap. It'll make you a pro and make your room look good. And if you call right now to one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, you could win. Quick Clips is a miter-free system that allows you to snap moldings into place. If you want to check this out online, you can go to their website at focalpointproducts.com. But call us right now if you want a shot at winning at 888-666-3974. All right, Leslie's up next. Not me, someone from Pittsburgh who listens to The Money Pit on Whammo. What can we do for you? Hi. I uh, Great name, by the way. Uh, yeah, I love your name. <laughs> 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 I had some questions. I had a question about putting it in sod. I recently um, put in a small 90-gallon pond in my backyard. And the area around it is, is just bald. And the ground's kind of hard. So I was looking for the, the best way to, like, when I put the sod in, how to kind of even that out with the rest so that it runs even with the rest of the yard where there is grass. Well, Leslie, it sounds to me like there's a couple things you have to do. First of all, if the soil is really packed down like that, you're really going to have to break it up and loosen it up a bit because when you put sod in, you want it to be able to knit, you know, to kind of grab into that dirt. So you're definitely going to want to loosen up the packed soil. The second thing is if you have areas you're trying to level out, um, you should do that, of course, at that time. You might want to use fill dirt if you need a lot of dirt and then cover that with topsoil. Now, regardless of the time of year that you plant the sod, you need to spread a fertilizer over the soil, mm-hmm. and you need to follow the manufacturer's instructions to make sure you get the application right. That's really important. And don't to just give apply it. it. Make sure you re-till the earth again so that it's really getting into the ground. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then the bottom line is put the sod down and water, water it, water it. You've got to keep that stuff watered while it's while it's growing. The first two months is really critical. The first couple only takes about two months to work. To well, take. to really start to knit, yeah. Okay. All right, great. All right. That's kind of what I was wondering. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Joseph in Virginia is a WJFK listener, and you've got a flooring question. How can we help? Hi. Um, my home, an addition was built back in about 1979 by the previous owner. I guess they were trying to save money. They put down some kind of particle board. Then they put vinyl, self-adhesive vinyl tiles over the particle board. Over the past few years, from our girl mopping the floor, the water has seeped down under the particle board, made it expand. My question is, I really don't want to tear this floor out. It's a 30 by 15 foot room, and it's a functioning office. It was a living room for the previous owner, but it's a functioning office. I wanted to know if you thought maybe I'd go over it with, um, like, marine plywood and screw it down with maybe, like, screw nails and then put another flooring over it, or am I working on something unstable, and I'm going to be really sorry in the long run if I do that? Well, how swollen is it? Is it just a little bit swollen? Is mostly the is it mostly the problem that tiles are popping off? Um, it's, it's only a little bit swollen, and it's right. a particle board underneath the swollen. I understand. Swollen. So here's what I think you should do, Joseph. I think you should think about installing laminate flooring, because I don't think you're going to have to put another layer of plywood. You could, if you wanted to put, say, some quarter-inch Luan under it, but if it's not, like, deformed in any way, 
You could put underlayment down for a laminate floor, which is sort of like a soft foam, or sometimes the laminate floor is actually backed with its own underlayment. And then the floor tiles themselves or the flooring strips, depending on what time you, uh, type you choose, actually lock together. So they make a very strong floor when it's all done and all installed properly. And they're structurally stable so that yeah. if it's in a moist condition or the way you're cleaning or whatever it is that's in there that might compromise the integrity of the flooring, it's not going to affect it in any way because it's a manufactured flooring. It's actually a plastic product that's made to look like whatever it is you want. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that, and um, I'll send you an email in a couple of weeks, and I'll tell you how it went. All right, good luck with it. Joseph, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Sue in Florida is up next, and you want to talk tankless water heaters, which Tom and I love. So what's your question? Well, hi, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm a condo dweller, and mm -hmm. um, the tank that is in my house has been there ever since the condo was built, like 25 years ago. So I know it's time to start thinking about replacing it's it. It's overdue. Yes, and, every, and and I'm happy about that. And everybody's talking about this, but I don't know anyone personally that has a tankless hot water heater. And um, so I went to my local home repair place and uh, found out that you can buy it, but no one is interested in installing it there. And I'm thinking, geez, maybe this is you know, something that isn't really a practical thing. I don't know what the upsides of the, you know, everyone says, oh, it's going to save you a lot of energy. And, you know, do you have an opinion about that? Well, we do. We like tankless water heaters, and it's unfortunate you haven't found a referral to somebody that can install them. But oh, rest assured. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that I can find somebody, yeah. but you know what I mean. They don't install them where they no, sell them. Uh, no, I, I do think that they're, they're a very good piece of equipment. You know, the way it works is it basically heats the amount of water that you need on demand, and that gives you a lot of advantages. A, 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 usual, a, a typical water heater is pretty dumb because it, it basically heats the water to where the thermostat set it and, and keeps it heated even if you're not using it. Well, all day long when you're right. not even wanting it. The yeah. tankless water heaters are much smarter in that they only heat the amount of water that you need and when you need it, and that's what makes them so much more efficient. Now, they are more expensive, but they do last longer, and they also take up a lot less space. So I think that tankless water heaters are a grand idea, and I, and I think that's definitely something you should consider. Well, do you think that the initial um, cost of installing it is you know, worthwhile in the long run? How long do you think that one would last? Um, I think that one is going to last a good 15 or 20 years. Mm -hmm. Now, the cost-benefit question really gets into how long you're going to live in that condominium. Uh, you have to measure against the, the savings against how long you actually have it. But generally speaking, it's a very smart thing to do. And they're also, by the way, Energy Star rated, and you might be able to even qualify for an energy tax credit by buying one now. Wow. Well, that okay. sounds good. I'll do a little more investigating. All right, Sue. Thanks so Thank much for you. calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Now that's a good example of somebody that heard about something that seemed like it makes sense and needs to check it with us, and we're happy to share what we know. Yeah, and they're fantastic. Those tankless water heaters, and having a twenty-five year plus water heater, Sue, it's time for a new one. Yeah, you better change that before it schedules a change on its own and decides <laughs> to break open on you. Which could be a big mess. And you know, in a condo, that's an even bigger mess because especially Dealing with neighbors. To neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Sue, so thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
All right, folks, so we know you're dealing with some indoor air quality issues at home, whether it's allergens, dust, mold, whatever it is. If there's something in your house that's making you feel sick, it's really easy for you to address that. And we here at the Money Pit have helped you many times in dealing with these situations of indoor air quality at home. And in fact, if you go to moneypit.com, we have a whole indoor air quality resource kit online. You can learn all about how to address these issues at home. But what if it's happening in your office or your school and you seem to be getting sick there? Yeah, like you have no control over that. You know, you can't change the carpet in your office. Well, we've got some advice up next. Mold expert and author Jeff May, new book out called My Office is Killing Me. He's going to tell us all about it. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Interior Sateen Kitchen and Bath Enamel with advanced NanoGuard technology to help consumers protect these areas, keeping them looking new longer. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Hey, I got a question for you. Are you sick of going to work? Or do you just get kind of sick at work? If you seem to get sick when you go to work, there could be a problem. If you're suffering from chronic colds that disappear when you're away from from work for a while, you could be a victim of poor indoor air quality, not at home, but at the office. Yeah, unbeknownst to you, bacteria and mold could be lurking undetected in carpeting or ducts at your school or office and making you or your kids sick. So Jeff May explains how to identify and deal with this problem in his latest book, My Office is Killing Me. Jeff is an indoor air quality expert and a good friend of the Money Pit. Hi, Jeff. Welcome. Hi, Leslie and uh, Tom. So, Jeff, the interest in uh, indoor air quality, we talk a lot about it when it comes to homes, but it also applies to offices and other public spaces. But the, the interest in this really started back in 1976 when 29 veterans died in Philadelphia when they were attending a, a meeting of the American Legion in the Bellevue Stratford Hotel. And uh, that was pretty dramatic, and that was the birth sort of uh, the first finding of Legionnaire's disease. Now, that is sort of the extreme uh, sick building syndrome. Have we gotten any better at detecting this that, since that happened? Well, that's the extreme. There are, you know, there are other illnesses that are also causing a lot of big problems uh, in, uh, in buildings. And, uh, you know, the people have chronic asthma. They can get uh, something called hypersensitivity pneumonitis. Uh, a lot of diseases that are really quite uh, debilitating. Well, when you when you get a job, you don't have much uh, control over the space that you work in, or, or certainly not not uh, as much control as you might need to to impact, say, the ventilation system. But are there things, clues that people can look for in their workplace if they think that the building is just not right and it might be making them sick? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty much what you started off with. You know, if you if you go to work and you feel fine before, and you go to work, you feel sick, and then you go home and you feel better again, that's really telling you something. And I think if people smell a very, like a musty odor or some kind of a peculiar odor, often that's an indication that there's a moldy carpet or there's mold in the heating or in, a, you know, in the cooling system, and, and that can cause a lot of uh, respiratory problems. But are these just sort of allergic symptoms, or can these lead to long-term health problems? Well, yes and yes. Some of them are just allergic symptoms and they're mild, but as people get these 
prolonged exposures to uh, to mold or bacteria or any of the chemicals that might be off-gassing, uh, they can actually become lifelong conditions. A lot of uh, nurses and other uh, other professionals have been forced to actually leave their their jobs permanently, uh, even teachers, because of what they've been exposed to at work. Wow. We're talking to Jeff May. He is an indoor air quality expert and the author of My Office is Killing Me. Jeff is also the author of the Mold Resource Guide, which you'll find at moneypit.com. We recently updated that and added photos of some of these conditions, and you can view those right on the website at moneypit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips and then the Mold Resource Guide. So, Jeff, um, let's talk about some of the things that can cause uh, a sick building, um, starting with the footprint. How can the layout of a building cause it to uh, become a diseased building? Well, schools are typically very low and flat, maybe one or two stories, and so they have huge roofs and a lot of below-grade space. So a lot of classrooms can be subject to either leaks from the roof or uh, cracks in the foundation Office buildings tend to be a lot taller, and there's not a whole lot of roof, really, so people will be impacted by other kinds of problems, either penetration, let's say windblown rain at the walls, or from heating and cooling systems. But schools really have a a lot of leak problems. And is there anything other than just the building itself? Are there sometimes, is it just items that you put into the building, like carpeting or furnishing that can cause these problems as well? Yeah, sure. Carpets uh, can off-gas chemicals. Uh, pieces of furniture, even computers. I mean, I actually had a, a uh, an incident in the school where a classroom was evacuated because of this horrible, musty smell. And it turned out that it was it was the plastic and the computer. It really and it smelled exactly like mold. Well, Jeff, let's wrap up by talking about what people can do if they suspect that they have a sick building. We've identified that uh, sick buildings can be caused by the structure, by the mechanical systems, by even the furnishings. If you suspect this, what would you suggest is the, is the first step? It's very difficult for people uh, who, are employ, who are employees in a building to really do very much. So the, the book really tries to help people understand what the problems might be. One, but one simple test that anyone can do if they think that there's particles in the air that might be causing allergy symptoms, they can just wear a NIOSH N95 mask temporarily and just see if that relieves their symptoms. And that can make a big difference because it'll filter out all the particles. What about filtration units that you might put right near your office space? Like a portable unit. Yeah, like a portable. Well, a portable unit can help, but the problem is that if, let's say, if there's a moldy carpet and people are walking around on the carpet in the office. You're activating it. Yeah, it's but one thing uh, that you can do is get this painter's adhesive, and I've actually done this, my, had to do this myself. It's a, uh, it's a sticky plastic that painters use to prevent soiling on carpets when they're painting. And you can cover a carpet with this thing. It's very inexpensive temporarily, and, and that should eliminate all the emissions 100% immediately. Jeff May, author of My House is Killing Me, and now My Office is Killing Me. What a positive guy to have on the show. (laughs) Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you want to check out Jeff's book, it's available at Amazon.com. Well, if you're thinking about how hot it was last summer and you already have the hot of this coming summer on your brain and you just can't even think about sweating through another one, you might want to consider getting an air conditioner. But which size is the right air conditioner for your home? We'll give you that answer next. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly mold. 
You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides. And no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Father's Day is right around the corner, and tools, gadgets, and gift cards are at the top of Dad's wish list. According to a recent survey from a leading retailer, home improvement expert Tom Kreitler says that no matter what type of dad, there's a tool or new gadget out there for him. Dads love their toys, whether a gadget guru or the man who has everything. For the dad who's impressed by the latest and greatest in tools and design, the Dremel Stylus Cordless Rotary Tool is a fun addition to any toolkit. It's multi-purpose, and the ergonomic design makes this one of the best-looking and handiest tools for your home. And to help Dad relax from a rough day at work, Moen's new 7-inch rain shower with self-pressurizing Invigo rain spray. It's available at retailers nationwide, and it can provide pampering and relaxation. The shower head is easy to install and offers Dad an invigorating shower experience. No matter what you get Dad this Father's Day, make sure it comes from the heart and sealed with a hug. I'm Lee Shepard. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI power tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. So if the thought of sweating through yet another hot summer is stopping you cold, this is a good time right now before it gets too terribly hot to think about installing an air conditioner. But remember, when it comes to AC, bigger is not always better. In fact, if your unit is too big, if it's oversized, it's going to cycle on and off too frequently, and that's not going to cool your house. And secondly, it's going to leave it feeling very clammy and dank and wet and musty. It's called short cycling, and it will definitely reduce its effectiveness. And by the way, not only will it reduce it and make you feel nasty, it will cost you a ton of money to run it. On the other hand, if your unit is too small, it can speed up the wear on system components which will lead to premature failure. So what's the best way to properly size an air conditioning system for your house or room? Well, there's actually a couple of things to think about there. Uh, Normally, if you have a central air conditioning system, it's 600 to 800 square feet per ton is the way it's sized. But the best way to do it is to have an Energy Star certified contractor actually measure the the square footage of your your rooms that have to be cooled and they measure the glass on the outside. And there's a way to calculate what the cooling needs are are of this particular room. Now, what if you have portable 
units. You don't know what size portable to buy? Well, coming up in this week's e-newsletter, we're going to give you a guide to show you exactly what size air conditioner you'll need if, it, if you want to buy a portable one this summer. So log on to MoneyPit.com and sign up for the free MoneyPit e-newsletter today. All right, and another benefit of going to visit MoneyPit.com is you'll learn how to call us, not like you don't already know, 888-MONEYPIT. But if you call us, not only will you get a great answer to your question that's been plaguing you and eating away at your mind, you'll get a great chance to win a wonderful prize. That is, if we answer your question on air. And we're giving away a great prize this hour. It's the Quick Clips Molding Installation System from the Focal Point folks. It's worth $275. And they've really made putting up crown molding an absolute breeze because if you've ever installed it, you know, it's very confusing, and I always have to keep a sample of a one-cut piece right next to me that says, facing you upside down. I have to remember because, you know, you need to cut it backwards, and it's kind right. of confusing. And molding can be expensive, and one wrong cut can mess up everything. Well, this takes all of those questions away and makes it really easy. And if you want more information on the product, if you're not our lucky winner or you think it's super cool, visit them at www.focalpointproducts.com for more information. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Scott in Wisconsin's got a messy problem on his hands. What happened? Hi, I've got a old farmhouse, and I've got some carpet that's been glued down to tile. And I'm trying to find something that will loosen up that glue so I can get it off and start all over again. Well, there are adhesive solvents that are designed for this. And I got to tell you, though, Scott, it's a big, messy, sticky job. Now, what kind of a floor covering do you want to put down? I'm probably going to put a subfloor down and then uh, either linoleum or tile on top of that. So I don't really care about flooring or anything underneath the carpet. It's just that I can't, I can't budge that carpet even a little bit. Is it like an indoor-outdoor carpet? It's more of a, in, it's an indoor carpet. It's a real tight nap, a real thin carpet, but they must have been cheap. You just can't get any of that carpet off the floor? No, I've tried everything, and, and I've tried mm. even cutting it with an uh, extracto knife, and I still is. Glue must have been cheap in those days. Mm. Well, if the carpet's <laughs> very thin... Yes, sir. Why don't you just put the plywood on top of it? That will work. Sure. I mean, you know, it's not the best thing to do, but I don't see any reason it won't work. I guess I never thought of that. Yeah. If it's thin carpet, you know, uh, very often floors are built up of multiple layers. We don't generally don't like to, to suggest that, but if the carpet is that tight, you might as well just go with it. Put a, put a thin layer of uh, half-inch plywood on top of it or a quarter-inch plywood. As long as you can get a flat surface, then you can go ahead and put new carpet over that or whatever you want to do. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. James in California listens to the Money Pit on Discovery Radio. How can we help you? Well, uh, okay, I do have a problem uh, with my roof. Um, the the, the add-on part is uh, a two-story, and the somewhere when it rains, the water is coming down the wall on the inside. It isn't coming down on the outside. The shingling looks really well. I mean, it is uh, fairly old, but I, I'd say probably, oh, 20 years old maybe there's shingling on it right now. It's composition shingles. And somehow the water is getting in and running down the inside wall. 
Okay. Well, let's talk about the the areas of the roof that are that are typically most vulnerable. That would be first of all where anything comes through the roof. So, if you have a plumbing vent pipe, if you have a chimney, if you have the uh, the vent for your furnace or for your dryer, whatever is going through the roof, areas around there are really the first thing to check. The second thing is you mentioned that your composition shingles are 20 years old. Well, that's about as old as those shingles are going to last. And the way they deteriorate these days may not be that easy to see. It used to be in the old days you would look at the shingle and it would sort of curl up and get very, very brittle. But shingles today don't curl up anymore. What they do is they fissure and they crack, but sometimes you can't see it until you're right on top of it. And as they do crack, they will let water get in. And thirdly, what you want to do is look for any areas where there are roof intersections, where two sections of the roof come together, such as the valley or a place where a low roof and an upper roof come together. Those are the areas that generally leak. Now, the next thing that you could do to try to limit this and identify where it is is simply do a hose test. See if you can get some water running down the roof in the area of the leak and see if you can actually make it leak without having water go you know, through all sides of the house. Once you identify where that leak is coming in, you'll have a better idea what it's going to take to fix it. Uh, that's a good idea. I didn't think about doing that. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an open beam ceiling, uh, uh, and uh, uh, it just seems to be strictly coming down the inside wall. I just cannot figure out how it is, but I'll have to, I'll give that a try. Terrific, James. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Up next, the subject of my last word: how to get your kids safely involved in home improvement projects. So stay with us. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show where you can call us at 888-MONEYPIT or you can email us by logging on to moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. Now let's get to the email bag. Okie dokes. Becky from Indiana has a two-part question. And the first part is, we're going to be building a new home within the next year and I was wondering what do you think about panelized construction or kid homes? Well... You know, I actually used to build panelized homes and one of the many jobs I had in construction kind of growing up. And I think panelized homes are pretty cool for a couple of reasons. Any type of factory constructed home can be a very well-built home because the manufacturers usually have great buying power. So they're buying, you know, train cars full of lumber. And secondly, a lot of that construction is going on under roof and in a factory situation. So the accuracy is actually perhaps better than a stick-built house. And it would probably get built quicker since you're controlling the weather. Well, it would get built quicker and also it can get assembled quick when you're risking being exposed to the weather. Now with a panelized home what happens is the foundation is uh, installed conventionally, the floor system is conventional, but then usually the truck comes out with the panels on them and they basically get dropped and sort of interlocked in place one at a time. So the framing happens very quickly and in fact the siding could be attached to some of these panels, the drywall could be attached to these panels. In some cases it can even be pre-wired. You know, a similar type of construction to this is called modular construction where basically the home comes in in chunks. But I think both of those are very good systems and you can get a very good result out of that, Becky. All right, and here's the second part to Becky's question. Is it Mm -hmm. a good idea to general contract your own home if you have no prior construction experience? No, no, no. 
no, no. <laughs> and can we say no one more time? Yeah, bad idea, Becky. This is not the place to learn. The 10 to 15% you may save saved. by doing it yourself. <laughs> If you make one mistake, you will all of a sudden lose all that money. So, no, it's definitely worth the money to hire a general contractor. If you have no construction experience, this is not the place to learn. Building an entire house is a complex job, and if it's not done right, uh, it may not be safe. So uh, not a good idea to do this yourself. And especially since it's such a huge investment, you want to make sure that it's done properly. So better stand back, watch it, and enjoy your new home, Becky. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't tackle something a little simpler. You know, maybe paint the paint the house, but don't GC the whole thing. Well, home improvement can be a family activity if it's done safely. And on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, you have some tips on how to get the kids involved in doing those jobs. That's right. In fact, being a weekend warrior can actually get tricky when your weekend also involves entertaining the children who are at home. So what can you do? Well, get them in on the act. Have them actually help you with whatever your home repair and teach them about the valuable lessons along the way. And it's great memory making for you and the kids. It's really a fun time. So here's some things you can do. You can set up toddlers with blocks of wood or a plastic pail and brush and let them have at it. Let them think they're helping you and they'll be having a great time. Older kids can help with age-appropriate projects. For example, you might want to assign filling nail holes with putty or putting on a coat of primer or even cleanup duties as long as they're not too big and heavy. And kids who are preteens and older can actually work right alongside you if they're supervised. And remember, doing home improvement projects together will give any child a sense of accomplishment and togetherness that they're not going to get anywhere else. Plus, it's always nice to spend a Saturday with your mom and dad. My first, uh, my first venture into home improvement was when my, my grandparents used to get rid of me by sitting me outside with a can of nails and a block of wood and a hammer. <laughs> and that's how they babysat me. <laughs> and how many thumbnails did you go through as a child? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still banging them today, so it must have done something right. Hey, coming up next week on The Money Pit, speaking of safety, you know, besides keeping the kids safe through home improvement projects, it might be also a good idea to keep an eye on the pets uh, that are around your house. So we're going to talk to the head of the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center about what you can do to keep your pet safe during home improvements. That's next week on The Money Pit. For now, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for being a part of this program. Remember, you can call us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement questions. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, hey, hey,